0: Hello, everyone. I am Jen and welcome to season three of Monogamish Pod, a podcast about namonadwi, polyamory, and, and anything that kind of crosses our minds here. His podcast used to be with Shan, but he's no longer in front of the mic all the time. He's got other stuff that he's taking care of, so now it's just me, majority, in front of the mic. Hi. Nice to see you. And also, for people watching this, our very first video episode on YouTube. Hi. (laughs) It was your first time listening to Monogamish. Yeah. Jen, I'm Black, Jamaican, pansexual, and polyamorous. I've talked a bit about my journey into non monogamy and to polyamory and where I'm at in my life right now. But let's just start off with a celebration of making it to season three. Like, this is the third season. I, I did two complete seasons before this. And now we are on season three and we've decided to make some changes. Uh, so instead of having it be a weekly episode, deciding to do the podcast twice a month, uh, or fortnightly, as the Jamaicans know it as. And also there is a video component, obviously. And I think the theme of season three is go deeper. So for season one, you you tell, we were kind of skimming the surface of a lot of stuff, not really getting into the nitty gritty of it. Season two definitely got a bit more, had a lot more interviews, talk to people about their journeys and how they came to understand themselves and their non-monogamy and polyamory and also the pandemic, because we all living through that right now. And for season three, we're going to go even deeper. It's going to be even deeper. But first, of course, I want to thank the people who have helped us to reach 25 plus thousand downloads. Like, applause. applause. See? Oh my gosh, it's it's amazing. When Jam and I started this podcast, we never thought that it was going to be like that, like at all. So thank you to every single person who listened or who just played it and didn't really listen. We told their friends, we told their family. Um, thank you to everyone following us on social media, to the Patreon, like buying the merch. It is it is unreal the kind of support that we've received, and I feel like we were able to propel ourselves to this level partly because of the pandemic in a way because we were able to talk to a lot of different people that we never had the opportunity to talk to before due to live stuff like them being busy and then also like me feeling weird like can I approach these people can I actually ask them to come on my show and talk about their lives and like literally I haven't gotten to know yet everyone said yes so it's amazing that we've had so many amazing people. We've had polyamorous black girl. We've had poly role models slash Cameron Patterson. We've had Kate Ward, jet setting Jasmine. We've had Ruby Billy Johnson who puts on poly Dallas Millennium. We've had Sinead Jackson Kendall and Sheree Calico Roman. They put on Black Poly Pride. Like we've just been able to network and connect with so many people. So I'm like high key thrilled, high key excited. Like I just. You could tell. I'm smiling all the time. I can't help myself. And so for season three, we're definitely getting into some topics that we may have skinned over in seasons one and two or just never covered at all. So this is kind of like a preview and also an in-depth conversation about what's happening in the good, the bad, and the poly out there in the world. Um, of course, you know, we went on hiatus in June? Man, that feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, I think it was in June. And there's been a lot that's been happening in my life, and Sham's life, and, and everything really. People that we're connected to. It it's been a journey. It's been a time. There is a lot happening in the world. And of course, in you know, media, we have had some poly representation. We've had some people that I know who've been featured on some news stories. It's it's been it, there's been a lot. I think not is kind of. Popular right now, if if I do say so, I just saw an ad that little did, like with a kind of like polyamorous thing. You know, people are going to start selling engagement rings and stuff like that soon using polyamory. That's a joke in one of my group chats, anyway. But I don't, I don't know. Poly is popping right now, and but is your personal poly popping? Like, are you secure in where you're at in your relationships? Are you having a good time? Like. Let's be honest, but talk to me here. We we've been apart for a few months. I just I want to know. I want to know how you feel. I want to know what you think, and I want to tell you how I feel and what I think and everything that's going on with me. You know, in the spirit of going deeper, how can I ask anyone else to do that if I'm not willing to do this myself? So, huh, okay, <laughs> here here is my deep story. I guess you could say Um, you guys know or maybe not know because this is your first episode. I don't know. Um, I have considered myself polyamorous for over a decade uh, now. Have I been practicing polyamory the entire time? I don't know. I mean, maybe yes, no, maybe so. Uh, There was areas of time where I thought we were doing like not necessarily poly, but we're doing some non-monogamy with a previous partner. And, you know, there's times where I've just been hella single. Like I was single for a really long time. Um, After my last long-term serious partner and I broke up, like I was single for a really long time because at the end of the relationship it was healthy for me personally, I was struggling a lot and I was in a whole new situation, new job, new city. And we had had some negative experiences, I could say like towards the end in terms of like how things played out how I felt how he felt it was I don't know I mean at the end of the day there was still love for each other but we were just not a good fit anymore and even though I was the one who broke up with him I think ultimately he can kind of come around and see that as well so our relationship ended in like 2014 and that's who I had had a lot of my non-monogamous experience with not Polly. we weren't really like calling it Polly, but it as you know what I mean um so I had that experience with him and then I just kind of you know kept to myself I you know dated around not anything too serious you know I did have I do have a long-term uh you know sex partner Comet, friends with benefits however you want to describe them so you know I spent a lot of time with that person I made other connections but I wasn't looking for anything romantic for a good portion of time after the breakup because I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that this was a person that I had been planning a future with, a marriage, kids, relationship escalator sort of future, and having to come to terms with not wanting that with this particular person and wondering if that meant I didn't want it at all was hard. And in the midst of all of that, uh, you know, I lost my grandfather. I lost another close friend of mine who's also kind of an ex and... Then I lost my brother <laughs> a year after that. So there was just a lot of things happening in my life up until, like, say, 2019 is kind of when i started feeling more at peace with everything. Which is funny because that's when the podcast officially came out, November 2019. But I was, I mean, we've been recording since then. We've done, we've talked about this podcast so much, and the idea of it for a couple of years before we got to it. Um, so things were just happening. Things were happening in my life. I was just. Not in a position to truly have any other deep, intimate relationships with anyone that I didn't already have. So I don't consider myself to be like, at that time, I wasn't having any romantic connections, but I was furthering the intimate, like platonic connections that I have with my life. My best friends, the people, my chosen family, in a sense, like that polycule forever popping. Like that's always great. And we were all going through around different things at different times. And then uh, 2019 podcast came out and I was kind of ready in a space to be looking at other partnerships that were not just on the platonic level, kind of, you know, being more serious. And I don't mean platonic to mean that these partnerships didn't matter as much because they definitely matter more to me than (laughs) most things at the moment. But um, these are people that I'd already built this deep, this Web of love with, and it wasn't romantic. And I felt like, okay, it's time for some romantic love. Like, is this what you want? How are you gonna go, go about this? And uh, dating—I live in South Florida. Dating sucks. uh The dating apps, the whole thing. And I'm not—I wasn't really comfortable going to like trapeze and stuff just based on. yeah you know, I have friends who've been, and it's an awkward experience for them because of the kind of people who were there. And it was just—I mean—dating other polyamorous people never really didn't cross my mind but it didn't cross my mind in florida specifically uh but anyone that i went out with you know if i felt that we were going to be getting somewhere i always told them up front listen i'm polyamorous there is no monogamy in your future with me that is not what i want that is not who i am at this part of my journey and that of course turned a lot of people off um but didn't traffic the boards the fact that i'm not you know and lesbian or straight i think i had a lot more negative responses to from some women that i talked to that i was like pansexual than i did that i was polyamorous because they could kind of vibe with the polyamory but the indecision of it all of being pansexual because apparently there are people who still believe that bisexuality is not real awkward um so having to navigate that and just being florida and the job that i had at the time i was traveling all the time all over the world and there was no way that i was gonna be able to maintain a relationship the way that i wanted at that time and then you know i was like you know i'm gonna be free it's my year of hoe like i'm gonna just do whatever i want i mean i didn't actually call it the year of hoe but i might as well have i wasn't necessarily a hoe but i was just plotting for how in 2020 i was going to be very different i was planning to move out of florida things were going to be just not what they were in florida because i also felt like i needed a change so i was going to transfer to a different state i was going to live somewhere else i was just going to live my best life and then corona Zenzi then the corona happened and man that fucked me up uh because we all got furloughed you you know everyone's sitting at home we're not sure what's going on we're scared to go outside um I had luckily just been to see my family in Jamaica so it wasn't as bad right away but like and I didn't have like a robust social life in Florida I think it was getting used to staying in one place this is the longest I've stayed in one place since i can not remember like since I was able to make decisions for myself because like in college, I worked out of the country. I lived in in the summertime. I you know visited my dad growing up a lot. He didn't live in Jamaica anymore. lived in the states. So I spent a lot of time traveling. And so to be stuck in one place with no opportunity to leave was hard. And I had a roommate that I was good friends with, but we didn't spend much time together because I was always traveling. And so learning how to share space with someone was hard. That shit was rough. I don't know how y'all do that, like on a regular basis. Like I don't know. And of course, the plans to move got because <laughs> you know, pandemic. It is to move. The base was just not. It was that thing. So I went online randomly one day on the monogamous page, and I saw someone talking about a you know, black poly chat. And I was like, like a Zoom event that was happening. And I was like, I have to go to this. Like, I'm inside my house. I'm freaking out. I have to go to this. I have to meet people. I have to connect <laughs> with like-minded people. And that's how I found Black Bali Bride, just like a random social media post. I think it was on Twitter. I think it was just like a mutual had like retweeted it or something. And I was like, I, I have to go to this. And being able to talk to other Black polyamorous people, even if they were at a different stage, and their romantic and polyamorous journey or any non journey or even life journey, than me was eye-opening. And sharing some of those stories with you guys has been fantastic. And, you know, I met people. <laughs> I met a couple people, started talking to some people. One was going really well and then it didn't. There were some boundary issues, I think, between both of us and just, uh, I don't know. There was a lot. I was not sticking by my own boundaries because i was trying so hard to please in a sense and i mean i also fucked up like i crossed a boundary that i didn't know existed uh, at the time but you know i recognized that hindsight probably was not the it's sort of the best thing to do so you know i had some people that were going great and then that kind of fizzled out and then i have the people that i'm talking to now one of them i've actually been talking to before. Over a year, yeah. I'm being honest with you guys. I'm being vulnerable and being open. And of course, both these relationships are long distance, um because one, it's the pandemic. Even if they didn't live that Florida, should be long distance. Like, uh, but just also the stage that I'm at in my life. I I was not looking for local partners in the state of Florida because I'm trying to leave Florida. You know, like why would I want to like have to come back here aside from like family and close friends trips? You know what I'm saying? So i did that i i didn't expect the connections to go where they did i i will say that i did not expect what has happened to happen i'm not gonna go too much detail about them they know themselves (laughs) uh but y'all don't need to know who they are uh, because i'm shady but but I, i don't know i mean like i think that it's also helped teach me a lot about myself and time management and usually in like our circle in jamaica that's not monogamous it was like very small uh that sham and i were in it was usually like a lot of partnered people with like one or two outside partners so like they were like married or seriously coupled up you know hetero heteropresenting from the outside and then like between the sheets it was so it does something totally different So they were not living polyamory the same way. And it was so interesting going from used to being the one that is non-monogamous having to explain to the monogamous person or the monogamish person, you know, the different segments I was in to just meeting people who were all just, just poly. Like they were all more advanced in a way than I was just based on socialization. And some of these people have been in community together for a long time and have dated each other in the community so it was definitely weird stepping into that space and it kind of made me feel and uh, it made sham feel this way for sure like oh, i mean do we really know what we're doing <laughs> and i think that's something you wonder about i'm like do i really know what i'm doing it's like being an adult am i an adult i don't know i don't feel like an adult so yeah I, that was that was a thing that's what that's what's happening and I feel like I say I feel like a lot. I feel like see you said it again. Uh, a lot of this is just like I said, just breaking myself open in a way with you guys, sharing the story, sharing those things, and kind of talking you through how we got to this point and how we are at this point, um, which is that I am dating people who are also polyamorous. You have other partners who have other living situations it is long distance i am in the time of my life where that is good for me i am also getting a new apartment in the city i want to live in so that's something i'm working through i am working on my side projects i have a different job situation thing happening like there's a lot happening in my life that is like great like my non-romantic polygula is like also going great like everything is so good and are like on track to be super good but there's always that little part of me that's kind of like through hmm, am I doing this right am I thinking about this the right way and when things pop up with partners it's like well I, I'm not a sharer with partners about other partners it's not really a thing like I might mention like a funny story or whatever but I'm not gonna be like sharing those details across that way romantically uh for myself that's not my thing uh right now so it's interesting like when tension pops up in a romantic relationship like you have to remember like oh yeah that's because (laughs) shit happens (laughs) it shit happens uh i have a partner right now that is just yeah i don't know if it's gonna last uh that's just for one of them methods just thinking out loud and you guys are catching that vulnerability right here um i don't know it's not easy and it it's not easy being polyamorous and like not straight i mean the facts had two people talking to old men like then. i i don't know it's not that i never thought that i would want a man again i just never thought that i want a man again and then i do (laughs) and it's freaking me out but i don't know Uh, i mean like i said i'm just i'm just spelling the tea. i'm telling you what's going on and so that is me in a nutshell right now like my poly is not popping but it's like okay like it's okay poly it's you know, and I think that once I'm settled into, like, my new apartment and I have, like, some more structure in my, like, personal life and things settle down with my other people's personal lives, that I feel like we can, well, let we to come together. I don't know. I feel like my poly will pop. But right now, it is kind of like, eh. <laughs> and, of course, we're going, well, we're in puffing season now. And people are all wrapped up in this like winter bay thing, not necessarily poly people, but some of them are this whole winter bay thing and, you know, c- cuddle buddy. And I don't, I don't want all that. <laughs> that just sounds like a lot. <laughs> I'm not actively seeking connections. Like I'm not poly saturated. Like I don't think I'm tapped out. I don't think I'm at like the max level of partners that I could be comfortable with. I just feel like I have some other personal work that I need to do before and, you know, some stability that needs to be set up with people I am talking to before I get into anything with anyone else. I mean, people can always surprise you. You're <laughs> People people always surprise you. And I'm never mad about that. But I just, I think that I'm, I'm on the path. I'm on the path to somewhere. I'm getting there. And I hope that you guys are getting there too. And that me kind of giving you this insight into where I'm at has helped you in some way. Just because I had this podcast and this platform, it does not mean I know everything. I definitely do not know everything. Like we said that before. We are not experts. I am not an expert. (laughs) I am just figuring my shit out and trying to be as kind as possible to people along the way. (laughs) I do not know everything. So that's. That's Jen, that's me uh, so I guess I will just take it over into some other poly fun things that are happening, uh, so the show, good trouble, I think I've talked about this before. they had a polyamorous storyline uh they that actually was going pretty well. I think that we got to see some real conversations around that and kind of figuring out boundaries as well um with a character, you know Malika, who is the girl who is being introduced to Polly through Deontay. Deontay is her polyamorous partner, Deontay's girlfriend. I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. Uh, And, you know, Malika's boyfriend, Isaac, he is gone there on a break because he could not do polyamory. And so she and Deontay kind of build this relationship that Isaac has left. And she also meets Deontay's other partner and she kind of builds a little other partnership of her own through a new coworker that's kind of happening. And so it was good. I think it's a good representation because they used black people, thank God. <laughs> um, usually when you see these kind of storylines, it turns out being like a weird triad situation. And it's with like non-black people, usually white people. But I'm glad they chose the black characters to do this with just because you kind of see some of the prejudices as well that can come up in certain communities about polyamory. Uh, so I think it's great. We got to see Malika kind of figuring herself out, figuring out her own boundaries and how to assert those. And I think it's a little work in progress. And, you know, being able to form other relationships, like other close connections with people and not feeling stifled and trying to do this as responsibly as possible. Like she even asks Deontay, like, hey, if there was someone that I was thinking about. I'm not sure if it's going to go there, but there is someone. How do we do this? Just like, also, just like, asking a fucking question. She could read a book if she wants to. I mean, we don't see her reading anything Polly-related. I think we should get definitely get her some books off the show. But she's able to really figure this out in a loving and kind way. And I love that. I love this representation of Polly Amory on Good Trouble. Good Trouble's always been about breaking barriers, though. Except for that whole almost incest storyline. The adopted sister-brother thing. I don't like that. But... Everything else, I mean, talking about foster care and, you know, they have trans characters and they're really consistently pushing the envelope. And I genuinely enjoy that. So if you do not watch Good Trouble, this is definitely your sign too. Um, so that's one positive poly news representation. I will say on the downside, Siren was canceled. And you guys know how much I loved Siren, even though it was going weird. I love the fuck out of that show. It's canceled. They didn't really explore that the way i wanted them to and that was annoying but you know we are fine Freeform's is really delivering because i just thought of another show that has polyamorous representation which i think i've mentioned before motherland fort salem which is actually my favorite witch show out right now i think there's so much you can explore in that world um it's a world where witches were used like in the civil war but for independence and they have like equal rank and so the witches run the military in a sense and once you are from the bloodline you are inscripted to service as you know i think at 18 or something like that whenever old people go to military is i don't know um but you know they do have a lot of the pagan rituals that people know about witchcraft on there the kind of witchcraft they do is super interesting But the most exciting part is learning that the High Atlantics, which are like the royal witch bloodline sort of, they have generally like multiple spouses. So like the women are the like power. The women are the power, right? In the show, hence Motherland. And Abigail, who is one of the characters that we see in the series, has like three or four dads. Uh, I think, it is it three dads? But anyway, they're all super nice, And so, like, they all combined their genetic material, I guess, (laughs) to their wife. I mean, they're all her dad. They're all her dad. That's the most important part. But I just think it's so interesting that, like, she suddenly is, like, in their structure, like, yeah, you know, you have, like, three or four dads. That's a thing. That just happens. (laughs) And I liked that. I liked that that was just kind of, in there there was only like one dig at it like in the show and even then it wasn't really like a dig at pop so i mean i i appreciate it it's popping i mean i didn't even know i mean i didn't i didn't even know that her mom i don't know that her mom loves any of them maybe she does maybe she doesn't but they definitely all love and care for their daughter all the dads care for their daughter and that was important so shout out to that so that is some pop culture poly news. Um. I don't have any news items batting around in my head right now, but I do want to talk to you a bit about what's coming up for Monogamish. okay? So, like I said, the theme for season three is Go Deeper. So we're going to be having conversations around disabilities diving even deeper into some kink stuff, talking about SDIs, talking about what love really is and what that means to people. You may have seen my tweets about that. Um, We had V on last season, who is aromantic and polyamorous. And it sparked this question in my head about what even is romantic Love. love, which you might see me unpacking more on social media than anywhere else i've been asking people what they think romantic love is what that feels like to them and how it differs from any other intimate relationship that's not familial in their life so i guess i'll put that question to you guys as well you can reach out to me on social media with your answers or email it's anyone's work what is romantic love to you what does romantic love feel like and how do romantic relationships for you Differ from other intimate relationships, like for example, a best friend. That's probably like the closest you will get to anything like that. So, that's my question. That's my call out there for you guys. Also, I definitely want to have Native American folks who are polyamorous and monogamous on the podcast. Looking for any Black trans people who are polyamorous to be on the podcast as well. So, this is kind of a casting call. He <laughs> won't open gasping. Uh So, if you. Or anyone you know is Native American and non-monogamous or polyamorous or a black trans polyamorous, you can reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at monogamishpod. You can also send me an email, monogamishpod at gmail.com. Or you can just, you know, send something into ether. Like if you know me not through monogamish, I have my personal accounts at have you met Jen. Of course, links to all this will be in show notes and things. So, you can always just reach out to me directly and we will set something up. I definitely want to go deeper. Like I said, talk about these different experiences. And another competition I'm going to be having more is about hierarchy and what is perceived hierarchy versus actual hierarchy in polyamorous relationships. So, that's just a taste of what's to come. Like I said, this episode is not very long, but I do talk a lot. I'm sorry. So that's all I have for you today. Again, you can follow us on our social media, getting those links before. If you want to support the podcast financially and get some cool stuff, you can subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Manad It is an 18 post platform, so you can't quite, you know, just go on Patreon and search it. You gotta like type out the whole thing in your web address. And you get bonus stuff. I mean if you are a certain level for a certain period of time, there's a shirt. At another level, there is like a sticker. There can be more free stuff coming your way. And if you're at the top tier level, there's a level of saucy that you get with more membership that you guys will appreciate. So, head on over to patreon.com. Of course, detailed show notes and transcripts when they're available are always up on our website, monogamishpod.com. I'd host this podcast in the anchor. Thank you. anchor Thank you, Spotify gods. Because, like, Spotify owns anchor. You guys know that, right? Um, yeah, and that's pretty much where you can find me, where you can find the pod. Uh, we do have a merch shop, monogwashpod.dreadless.com, or just click the shop button on our website. And I'm available for questions, comments, feedback. I'm trying to do more video this season. I think video will be good. Out of mouth. I hope you guys like it. Uh, obviously, I will get a better camera. This is the camera I usually use just for like meetings. So it's not the best camera. It's just pretty good. So I'll probably be investing in a better camera. Uh, You can also support Minotum. It's just like sharing it with a friend. Like rate us, review us on the Apple podcast, uh, share it with a friend. Just like listen to our episodes. I mean, y'all showed out for us. We're at 25,000 plus downloads. I think we're at 26 right now. Like that's insane. Like I don't know how y'all did it, but y'all did it. So let's just keep doing that. Let's just keep bringing it together. And that's all for this season of three for Rebeah. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next time. XOXO. Bye, guys.